Well, hey friends, welcome to Wednesday, December the 21st, and we're to our midweek. Don't forget, we don't have any midweek events tonight at church. This is a week off, so enjoy the extra time. Redeem the time with your family, your friends. I'm sure you have plenty to do getting ready for Christmas. Thanks for joining me. We are in Psalm 68, and uh, yesterday we left off in, let me see here, about verse 19, and what a great verse it was. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. So we pick up in verse 20. He that is our God is the God of salvation. And unto God the Lord, unto God the Lord belong the issues from death. So this verse flows in the stream of celebration that David's been establishing, God's triumphant victory. He's referencing the Messiah. So it's a great week to study Psalm 68 because if there's ever a Christmas psalm, this is it. It talks so much about the victory of God and the mercy of God, the triumphant strength of God as well as the gentle heart of God and all the purposes of God to save us. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. So the God we serve, and there's a lot of false gods, there's a lot of dead gods, there's a lot of nothing gods, the the constructed gods of our modern age um, that cannot hear or answer prayer and that will not uh, will not uh, save us. He that is our God is the God of salvation. He's the only God of salvation. So mark it down. You go his way or you don't go. Uh, you trust his way or, 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 or you're on your own. There is no salvation apart from Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the visible, living, human manifestation of God Almighty, when he came to planet earth. And Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. So we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So yes, we celebrate this week that God broke into time and space, visited our planet, put on a human body, and said, here I am. Look at me, touch me, experience me, watch me, see me, hear me. And here was his message. You cannot save yourselves. There is no salvation in your false gods. There is no salvation in your education or your philosophy or your earthly achievements. There is no salvation in your personal hard work and accomplishments. There's no salvation in your religiosity. There is salvation in God alone. He is the God of salvation. And his way of saving is to go to a cross, to lay his life down, to shed his blood as an atonement for sins, to rise up in victorious, conquering uh, triumph over death, and then to say to men, I have the gifts you're looking for. If you want the gift of mercy and forgiveness, I've conquered, I've possessed it, and I will give it to you by faith. If you want the gift of grace and salvation, I will give it to you in faith, by faith. If you will express repentance and faith, you can have these gifts. You cannot earn them, but you can have them. So that's what we mean. That's what David means when he means that God is the God of salvation. Now look at this next phrase. And unto God the Lord belongeth, I'm sorry, belong the issues from death. Now here's another kind of obscure phrasing, obscure wording. Unto God the Lord, that's not hard. Belong, that's not hard. The issues from death, what is that? Um, well, the issue, that which issues forth from death. So let's think about it. What issues forth from death? And the 
The sensible answer is nothing. <laughs> like once you're dead, you're dead. Nothing issues forth. Once something is dead, it is lifeless. So the senses, God does the impossible. He resurrects that which was dead. He brings us out of death. Are you catching it? Unto him belongs the power to bring out of death. That's the sense of this Hebrew phrase. So no one has the power to raise you from death, to give you life forever, except God. Apart from God as the God of salvation, the God that holds captivity captive. That's what David said in verse 18. I'm sorry. Yeah, David. And then Paul in Ephesians. Um, Unto the God who is the God of salvation, he holds the, the keys of life and death. He holds the only escape from death. If you ever hope to issue out of or away from death, then he is your only hope. Jesus is your only hope. Look at verse 21, and we'll, we'll hold on here uh, for today. We'll wrap up. But God shall wound the head of his enemies. What is David doing there? Well, he's quoting, if not directly quoting, he is at least referencing the promise of Genesis um, that the seed of a woman would bruise the head of the serpent, that he would, no, I'm sorry, um, Satan would bruise Jesus' heel, but Jesus would crush the serpent's head. That's the exact uh, sense of the prophecy all the way back to Genesis. And this is where we stand in the same place as David. We look on that prophecy the same way David did, that there is the ultimate enemy, Satan and death and sin, and it will seek to wound the seed of the woman. That's Jesus, born of a virgin. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, okay? Um, shall be with child. So that promise carries through all Old Testament. It's the thread that ties it all together. And David's referencing that seed of the woman, that Savior, that Messiah, who would wound the head of his enemies. Who are the enemies of God? Well, it's not just what David could see, the Assyrians or um, the Babylonians or the Egyptians. No, this, or the, you know, the Persians. No, this is Romans, you know. No, th th this is eternal and spiritual warfare. Th this is Satan and sin and death itself. And by saying he'll wound the head, he'll crush. This is a mortal wound, okay? You get wounded in your head, it's a lethal wound. And the hair, now this is an interesting phrase, and the hairy scalp of such as one that goeth on still in his trespasses. Um, so it's it's kind of an obscure reference to uh, the hairy scalp. Let me look this up real quick and make sure I get this right. It's literally the top of the hair, okay? So again, like leaping is a, is a metaphorical conceptual reference. The hairy scalp is the human head, all right? Um, hairy scalp, that's a human head, and, and it's the top. It's the, uh, it's the leadership. It's the, it's the administrative center. It's the authoritative center. So uh, those that reject God, here's the sense of the last part of verse 21. Those that reject Jesus and his salvation, they will come beneath. God will, will usurp. He will sit on top of the hairy scalp. He will wound the hairy scalp in judgment 
of the one that goes on still in his trespasses. So those that choose to live in sin, dwell in sin, reject the atonement of God, they refuse repentance. They will still account to God, um, and God will still reign victorious over them. That speaks to all of the human sin and pagan rebellion that we see in the world today. When we see those who overtly uh, defy God to his face, spit in his face, spit on his truth, reject Jesus, mock and scorn Jesus, uh, their hairy scalps will come uh, and be held into account by the God who, um, who will ultimately deal justice. Well, my friend, we'll pause there. We'll leave it there for today. Don't forget, there's no event at church today. So enjoy your evening. Have a great Wednesday. Have a great Christmas week, and we'll see you tomorrow.